Derek Olson here to reconstruct the prehistoric past with you. Dr. Robert Schock did an interview last year with Truth Be Told Radio, and he shared some fascinating information regarding his blockbuster research on the Great Sphinx of Giza, which he first revealed to the world back like in the early 1990s. And uh, I'm going to play you a few segments from this interview and then kind of give you my take on them, which I think you will find very interesting. Uh, but before I do, I want to let you know that if you haven't heard, registration just went live for our second annual Megalithic Marvels of Egypt tour coming this May 2023. And I want to invite you to join me and renowned researcher and tour guide Muhammad Ibrahim for the adventure of a lifetime, a 12-day expedition to see and touch the world's greatest superstructures. On this tour, you will receive exclusive access to see and touch these megaliths, to learn about the hidden history of Egypt, and to meet new friends in a really friendly and inclusive environment. I really uh, pride ourselves on a, having a really friendly uh, group. Uh, from cruising down the Nile River to soaring on a hot air balloon over the Luxor sunrise to riding camels alongside the Giza pyramids, our Egypt adventure will culminate with a two-hour two hour long private visit inside the most mysterious structure on Earth, the Great Pyramid, where we are going to explore every chamber and passageway. I hope you will consider joining us. You can click the first link in the show notes below or go to megalithicmarvels.com forward slash tours. Lastly, uh, please subscribe to this podcast and uh, give us a five-star rating if you like it. Leave a good re uh, review and that will really help us out. All right, so in case you do not know who Dr. Robert Schock is, he's been the director of the Institute for the Study of the Origins of Civilization, that's a long title, at Boston University since like the 80s, I believe. And he's earned his PhD in geology, geophysics at Yale, as well as degrees in anthropology and geology from George Washington University. So this guy is very decorated. Uh, he has a brilliant mind. And in the early 1990s, he stunned the world with his revolutionary research that recast the date, the Great Sphinx of, of Giza, to a period thousands of years earlier than its standard attribution. Now, this sent shockwaves through the scientific and archaeological communities. And so uh, let's get to this first clip of Dr. Robert Schock talking about the age of the Sphinx now. So what we have found and what the evidence is, is that uh, the Sphinx, yes, is absolutely has its origins going back much earlier than 2500 B.C. The uh, typical Egyptological dating is that the Sphinx goes back to about 2500 B.C. to the Pharaoh Khafre, which the second pyramid is attributed to Khafre. Well, that's a whole nother question we can talk about some other time. <laughs> um, but the Sphinx sits east of the second pyramid. It was assumed it was also Khafre. We now have, I'm convinced, absolute evidence that the origins of the Sphinx go back to at least about 10,000 or so BC. So this is before the end of the last ice age, which ended abruptly and dramatically 9700 9, BC. Wow. Um, by a solar event, we now have a lot more evidence for that solar event, and I, I'd like to talk about that a little bit in a few minutes. And essentially, the uh, 
early civilization, what I now call the early cycle of civilization, was decimated about 9700 BC. Wow. Okay, so Dr. Schock breaks down how standard Egyptological thinking is that the Sphinx, the Sphinx was built around uh, 2500 BC by Khafre or Khafre. And if you go on a trip to Egypt with your average tour group and average tour guide, this is exactly what they're going to tell you. This thing is created in 2500 BC by uh, Khafre. And um, I was just there in Egypt in February. And you see that in the literature and uh, the stuff they, they pass around. But Shock believes that he has absolute evidence, he says, that dates the Sphinx back to 10,000 BC. Okay, we're talking 12,000 years ago. He says before the end of the last ice age. Um, and he believes a solar event, what he calls a solar-induced dark age, struck Earth at uh, 9,700 BC. And he goes on to say later um, how on the body of the Sphinx and on the walls of the Sphinx enclosure, he found heavy er erosional features that could only have been caused by rainfall and water runoff. Now, the thing is, the Sphinx sits on the edge of the Sahara Desert, and the region has been quite arid for the last 5,000 years. I mean, this is the desert. Uh, but based on geological evidence of water weathering, the Sphinx, um, he says, has to harken back to an earlier uh, climactic period. Now, furthermore, various structures, uh, he says, securely dated to the Old Kingdom show only erosion that was caused by wind and sand, which uh, a geologist knows is very distinct from water erosion. Uh, so he comes to the conclusion that the oldest portions of the Great Sphinx, what he refers to as the core body, must date back to this earlier period. And when I was there again this last February, it was amazing to see the Sphinx up close and to see these erosion lines all over the Sphinx enclosure. I mean, clearly masses of water were pouring through there. Was this due to a flood, to a cataclysm of sorts? Okay, let's get to this next clip where Dr. Robert Schock talks about how the Sphinx was not originally a sphinx. Check this out. Something that has been discovered since the book was written is that the sphinx was not originally a sphinx. I'm glad you're showing the picture you're showing right now, because if you look at the head of the sphinx, what do you see? It's incredibly small mm -hmm. in proportion to the body. Right. I right. had said that long ago. So I point out long ago, as early as 1990, 1991, when I started my initial studies on the Sphinx. But while, now what we have evidence for is that it was a lioness. I had long hmm. speculated it might be a lion, but we now know that it was a lioness. And this is work that I've done with um, my colleague Manu Safesadeh and Robert Bouval. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
and we wrote a paper about it. Wow. It was a lioness known as Mehit or Mehit, and she was a guardian. She was a guardian of an archive, what was essentially a royal archive. Now, this is all new information since 2012, but what is not new information is that back in the early 1990s, we, when I say we, Thomas DeBecky, a geophysicist and myself, we did seismic work. We found a chamber under the paws of the Sphinx. Oh, wow. This was always very mysterious. We now have hieroglyphic evidence talking about the Sphinx in the form of Mehit or Mehet, the lioness, and the hieroglyphs actually talk about the Sphinx guarding an underground ancient archive or chamber. Uh, so this goes back to all kinds of, um, you know, incredible evidence that the ancient Egyptians themselves, not in 2500 BC, but even in 3000 3100 BC, when we have the earliest hieroglyphs, they are writing about the Sphinx. And they are writing about the Sphinx as this lioness who guarded an archive. And when you interpret the hieroglyphs correctly, they're talking about it being very ancient at that time. So this certainly corroborates what I've been saying all along, that the Sphinx goes back to this earlier period. Now, if you're looking at a photo from like the ground level of the Sphinx and you're looking at the head, you may not immediately notice that the head is much smaller than the body. However, if you're flying over the Sphinx in a helicopter or airplane or jetpack uh, like the Rocketeer, um, or if you see some drone photos of the Sphinx from above, it is so clear the head is way smaller than the body. And it doesn't make any sense. And so Dr. Robert Schock says it was a lioness called, uh, I think it was, he said, Mahed or Mahid, um, who was the guardian of a royal archive. Okay, I had not heard this before. I found this mesmerizing. And uh, Schock himself, back in, I don't know if it was the 90s or the early 2000s, found a secret chamber underneath the paws uh, using high technology to do this. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, officials never let him actually, you know, try to get down there and, f and find out what was inside. But he says they've got hieroglyphic evidence talking about the Sphinx guarding underground archives or chambers. Again, fascinating. And uh, when you uh, when they when they break down these these hieroglyphs, these are from 3100 B.C., and these ancient Egyptians are talking like the Sphinx back then was very ancient. Uh, again, crazy to consider. And that he was the guardian of these archives. And, uh, and so the reason the current head is much smaller is because the dynastic Egyptians who came along, whether it was uh, Khafre uh, or whoever, I think they did repurpose the head. Either they saw the lioness head there or the head was badly damaged and eroded and they repurposed it, meaning they recarved it so that it would represent them. And they gave it this uh, pharaonic look. Uh, crazy to consider. Okay, let's get to our last segment where Shock is talking about the Great Sphinx being hit by a solar flare. We have evidence that um, the Sphinx itself was hit 
by a quote lightning bolt but not just a atmospheric lightning bolt i am convinced this has to go back to that early period uh there's something known as the inventory stella which is an ancient egyptian inscription that was found on the giza plateau mm -hmm. and it talks about the sphinx having been hit by a huge what they call the thunderbolt or lightning and it talks about this having occurred well before the time of khufu who was the pharaoh who is reputed to have built the great pyramid um according to standard egyptology this doesn't make any sense because supposedly the sphinx was built after the great pyramid was built but the inscription is very clear that the sphinx was much older it was hit by lightning this was for a long time and still is by some Egyptologists, simply dismissed as uh, sort of, you know, ancient Egyptian myth to make the Sphinx seem right. more venerable than it really was and, you know, part of their religious mythology. But no, we're finding evidence that it's absolutely the case. Again, I found this part of the interview so fascinating. Hadn't quite heard this before that... Uh, Shock believes the Great Sphinx was hit by a lightning bolt, but not atmospheric, but more like a solar flare of some sort. And then this inventory Stella, uh, which I believe has been, it was discovered, he said, um, on the Giza Plateau. I believe this is the one that's now in between the, the paws of the Sphinx. Um, but this, it's this ancient Egyptian inscription that talks about the Sphinx being hit by a thunderbolt uh, well before the time of Khufu of 2500 BC. And that's who Egyptology says built uh, the Great Pyramid. So according to standard Egyptology, this again wouldn't make sense because they say the Sphinx was built after the Great Pyramid. Therefore, as Shock says, they kind of chalk this piece of evidence up to just Egyptian myth. Man, this is crazy to consider. Uh, what do you think? Was the Sphinx created around... 2500 BC, as uh, mainstream Egyptology says, or do you think it's much, much older, going back to 12,000 years ago? Hey, I'd love to hear from you. You can connect with me on social media. I'm all over Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, we're now on TikTok, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Send me a message, a DM, and let me know what you think. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, before you go, before you go, make sure to check out my last episode where I interviewed Cliff Dunning from Earth Ancients Podcast about the many mysteries of the Maya civilization and the lost knowledge and ancient technology they actually possessed. You can click the link uh, in the show notes, and I'll see you over there. Until next time, keep exploring. <laughs>